Howdy, howdy, Nolan. Howdy, Paul. How is it going on this wonderful Sunday early evening? It's going pretty good. It's like the trees are finally blooming in Minnesota right now. It's awesome, and it's going to get even better because we have a brand new episode of the Back Row Lessons oh, podcast for yeah. you right now. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, just like those goddamn trees outside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. My name is Paul Davis. And I'm Nolan Meshke. And we are super duper excited to be here yeah. kind of following up on last week we've got some fun I, I know it's a history podcast you don't really hear other podcasts go we got some fun and f- interesting stuff going on for you today but we do <laughs> it'll be a good time here um, and we want to start out with saying kind of a shows uh i don't know mantra creed philosophy whatever you want to <laughs> say there what we are going to be doing is episodes have been kind of coming out bi-weekly we're going to be going to an every other week format yeah yes. um like we said from season one and we're kind of doing season two we're figuring things out but we like how we're getting better and the way we're doing it but we think that doing bi-weekly for now in the near future will give us the best episode for you yeah it gives us enough time to have research editing kind of getting our schedules mm-hmm. coordinated there uh, because i'm used to like crying my eyes out for all the first world problems i have every exactly. weekend that takes a f- but you know if you take it time. away it's yeah. gonna i need some weekends to do that so yeah you know that's just life you know mm-hmm. that's just how it goes yeah and <laughs> it, it's uh a compromise where we're going to be going every other week but in return what we're going to be doing is starting to release visual companions i find oh really oh i'm surprising nolan with this idea here oh wow right here oh, i guess now. you did just tell me about this but yeah <laughs> but yes uh, <laughs> the big thing is i find weird funny interesting images and i show nolan on the screen and i feel bad because you listeners can't see it as well mm-hmm. and they're so damn weird yeah so <laughs> In compromising, every other week we're going to be putting out, at first it's going to be mostly a YouTube slideshow with uh-huh. our voices there. As beautiful as they are, it'll be an amplified by visual imagery. Oh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but we have ideas for how we're going to integrate the kind of visual side to it, but it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a continuation of what we've got going on here. Uh, our quick little, I don't know, parental uh advisory label there you know Gore doesn't want us to tell the truth here all of this is real history Mm -hmm. i did my research here are we in the disclaimer right now i guess if you want to call it that yeah so it's real stuff i've tried my best to make sure that this is corroborated the best i can Mm -hmm. if a source is making it up i'm blaming them not myself i'm infallible i can yeah i can do no wrong and nolan agrees with me i know that but if we're going a little bit off the beaten course here, you think like, oh, we're focusing on this and we're going a little bit off. Hold on. It's worth it. It's Hold on tight. Hold on tight. Even if you're, you know, at work listening to this in the car, playing video games, what have you, hold on tight. Mm. We'll get back to the main story. This is a worthwhile mm. tangent, a little bit sidebar from our road trip. It's worth the sideshow on the side of the road there. Yeppers. But as... We like to say, we, we make this sh- shit up. Wait, oh, this shit. We okay. Make mm-hmm. This shit up, not that shit. That shit over there. We oh, don't make okay. Up. That shit over there. We don't make it up. Ah. This shit right here. 
we, we don't, don't make, make this, this shit up. We don't make this shit up. Okay, perfect. cool. Perfect. So where we were last time, <laughs> very nice papers. I'm, I'm very newscasterly today. I've got paper. It's all good here. Uh, last <laughs> week where we ended, a string of failed colonies along the coast of what would become Connecticut and then the Connecticut colony colonizing other colonies in the area. A very good tongue twister that got lost in time, unfortunately. <laughs> and... Um, as we ended it, I said, I wanted to include in last week's episode the founding of the city of Boston, but as oh, I yeah. was researching it, it was just so much more than I anticipated that I put it to this episode, and it is... What was the random rabbit hole we went into last? We, we went to a fire last week, oh, right? Oh, yes. The Great okay. London Fire of mm-hmm. who, whom, I guess you could <laughs> say whom, you got to be posh and very uh, orderly. Uh, New York is named after okay. James, Duke of York. Also. And that's why we told the story? Yes, okay. exactly. And used it to transition to the war that made New Amsterdam New York officially. Uh, and uh, yeah. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how the, <laughs> the fire came. The sound of history the sounds just of makes history. me nip hard. Oh, yeah. cut diamonds porn. with these things. <laughs> I've said this at least the last couple of months, but what I want to use this to parlay into is making historically accurate pornography. <laughs> like just over the top parodies like that. Not even parody. They're, they're accurate, but they do include hardcore pornography. Oh, like You're telling me both men and women aren't going to want to watch a porn where it's like a hot dude and a hot chick pretending to be like ancient Greek, you know, kings and queens and shit. That is the end goal here. So I don't know if you're going to be included in that, maybe a production assistant, mm-hmm. but I don't see you as lead role That's material. That's a new category on the rise. As much as I've looked for it, I haven't found anything. And the few... close ones aren't even accurate they're using like roman weapons it's fucking stupid but we're gonna start with boston we're gonna start with boston not pornography okay yeah so boston's going to become a main pretty much a very important location in the american revolution that is our current end goal there we're gonna talk about the boston tea party yeah that's gonna be a thing another boston this episode not this episode this is about boston red sox this episode i actually do have an image with that included you'll see see that actually (laughs) and it's pretty funny uh but uh where we're gonna start with just is the founding of it Mm -hmm. um now because of land reclamation okay so taking land back we we took that fucker back from Mm -hmm. the waters and modern construction current day boston is way different looking than what would have been in this colonial time here Mm -hmm. so you can't look at more trees maybe a few there's a few more buildings here but a bunch of happy bushes from bod ross all of them in the area and like fenway and that's it and nothing else has changed Nothing else has changed since the 1620s. It's weird. Wait, it's a very natural ballpark. Yeah, the ballpark. Okay. No. Uh, so all of this. So what that means is you can't look at a map of modern day Boston and pick out uh, like you can see where it started from, but it's not going to look the same. It's not like mm-hmm. you look at other cities in that way. But where it all came out from is the Swamat or Schwamet Peninsula, which is still kind of the central part of the city. You look at that city map and it's. The old part, it's the pretty much in the center okay. there. 1622, a new colonial expedition to Massachusetts is funded by some merchants, 
back in uh, England, and they brought a select band of citizens to what would be kind of south of Boston here. Okay. Pull up my images here for you, Nolan. And don't worry, people, you'll see me struggling to pull up the images for you as well. It's very fun. (laughs) Uh, So where they went is a little bit south of Boston. We got Boston up here. Okay. And where they would go... Where is the colony starting? Down here. Okay. It's going to be called Weymouth, or what it is? Weymouth. Weymouth, Massachusetts nowadays. uh, Okay. It'll eventually get that name here. And this is where this first kind of settlement in this area is coming in 1622. The primary Mm. purpose of this colony uh, is different than the other ones in Massachusetts. The other ones were religious, pilgrims, that kind of stupid shit. This one was strictly for profit. This okay. one is a for-profit for profit colony happening here. <laughs> and the other ones, as we're going to find out today, a lot more of it is changing from religious to for-profit. Wait, here. were the people that were colonizing that area getting a piece of the pie? They were trying to here. So the, Oh, so were they getting screwed over or whatever? I'll get into it Okay. Here. So, you got to yeah, wait like usual. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're a good student <laughs> or something like that. Uh, so Thomas Weston, the main funder of the expedition here, mm-hmm. uh, he believed that... <laughs> this is an interesting belief here. We get a lot of weird beliefs on this show. Uh, Thomas Weston believed that families were a deterrent to a well-run colony. Uh, so he selected only able-bodied men to come Able-body with him. Men. No chicks, no, ch- no okay. girls. No, no children. Only well-oiled, able-bodied men. You uh, got to be buff. You got to be shredded to come on my colony, dude. Sausage fest. Yeah, it, we we had Dude Island before. Now we've got <laughs> Dude Colony. It's a very, uh, uh, it's a theme throughout the stuff. Well, here. if there's somebody back then in the closet, this is going to be perfect for them. <laughs> yeah. <like>, oh yeah. <laughs> if he's during that time, it's, it's definitely begin- not acceptable. <laughs> the beginning of uh, progressivism here. Now. Wait, what year are we talking about? 1995? 1995. Yeah, Boston was settled in nineteen. Yeah. Uh, now, it's just been booming since. <laughs> a, a, astonishing growth here. Uh, wait, now, what were you going to say, though? Thomas Weston here. No, the year. Sorry, I cut oh, you 1622. off. 1622. 1622. Nice. <laughs> so Thomas Weston, the uh, founder of the colony, the okay. main funder here, uh, It was he was described by historian and ex-Union Railroad president, so that's a fucking hefty title there, okay. Charles Francis Adams Jr., uh, Weston was described by him as having a, quote, brain teamed with schemes for deriving sudden games from the settlement of the new continent. So very much uh, antiquated way of saying this guy would super be into cur- cryptocurrency right now. <laughs> He's a get quick rich kind of guy. He wants to get those schemes and... He saw the settlement in the new continent as a great way to do that here. Okay, so if he's trying to get quick rich, is he like an honest person or is he like a snake? No. When you very rarely is someone positively described as having their brain teamed with schemes right there. Yeah. <laughs> His brain was just teamed with beautiful thoughts of enjoying and helping old ladies. Not, not something there. Crossing the street, yeah, even no. though there wasn't really streets brain back then. <laughs> teamed with ways of, uh, you know, giving. Back to the community, not something you hear. Uh, <laughs> now, another governor in the area, another colonist okay. leader, William Bradford, who I think we mentioned last week with the stupid p- pilgrims, boo, uh, <laughs> described Thomas Weston here as a, quote, bitter enemy, uh, <laughs> which is good. Okay. very nice, very nice here. And Charlie, uh, the guy I mentioned before, Charles Adams here, the historian and mm-hmm. uh, 
Union Railroad president here, is a descendant of a future character that we'll be talking about in the American Revolution, John Adams, who was a president. Oh, nice. So one guy was a real president, the other guy was the president of a railroad. Uh, that family <laughs> tree is very fun there. Now, uh, like I mentioned, this, uh, this fucking colony here is for uh-huh. profit. No religion here. Okay. Weston was not a Puritan or a separatist, and he felt that the Mayflower expedition was fraught with peculiar religious views and encumbered with women and children. Okay. Uh, as a result, he was odds. He was at odds with the Pilgrims. So, his enemy, William Bradford, he didn't like him because he had William, women and children with him. <laughs> Which is a really weird beef to have in the that new world. Why do you don't? Why don't you trade with the pilgrims? Those fucking kids. I <laughs> fucking hate them. I hate these kids. Wait, here. which one's the one with only dudes? Thomas Weston. This okay, Weymouth so guy. Thomas Weston and who's the other dude? Uh, the other guy's Bradford. William Bradford, who okay. made the Plymouth Colony. Which so would, William Bradford's got the woman and the children. Yeah, he's got okay. the families and the religious views. <laughs> Thomas Weston just has dudes and. Uh, a scheme for making money here. Okay. Uh, now, in total, there were about 50 to 60 citizens sent to the colony, mm-hmm. along with a priest, a surgeon, and one lawyer. <laughs> all you need for a society right there. A priest, yeah. a surgeon, and a lawyer. That sounds like a joke as well. A priest, a surgeon, <laughs> and a lawyer walk into a colony. Uh, they left in uh, early 1622. If anybody has a funny punchline for that, yeah, please, please tell us. Please, if you want to leave us a review, please finish the joke of a priest, a surgeon, and a lawyer walk into a bar right there. <laughs> Don't even have the beginning. Just have the punchline there. We yeah. would love that. Uh, they would establish a colony in the New World at Weymouth, like I said, by September 1622. Okay. Things at first, like all these fucking colonies start out with, were nice, but quickly things turned uh, against them. Specifically, Mm. those things were neighbors. Um, (laughs) The men of the Weymouth colony assisted the Plymouth colony with their harvest that year. Mm -hmm. But the people of Plymouth accused them of stealing food. Nearby natives also complained to the Plymouth colonists that people from Weymouth were stealing their corn. But Plymouth had no authority over the new colony and only could send send them a, quote, rebuke to stop. You, we can't do anything about that, man. That's yeah. not us. That's that's <laughs> another city. you got to go take it up with them directly. <laughs> they steal from us as well as yeah. you. So. You can't fuck with the natives and their corn. Corn we, has been like a valuable... We've learned not to fuck with your corn. Yeah. They need to learn that lesson. Go teach them that lesson. <laughs> burn, them, burn them down. But hasn't like corn just been in a, like Amer- the Americas for like since ever oh yeah it's the three sisters thing through that's all, it yeah all we talked the, about it yep. one of these episodes all the different uh kind of areas of the americas have that's different right. variations of it oh, and i want to read those those are corn oh, chips right yeah i want to read <laughs> god that sounds good all right this anyway is, uh, sponsored by doritos now <laughs> uh it was we wish we oh, man that would be great it was mm-hmm. estimated by the other colonists that the weymouth colony uh was in chaos and was eating too much of their food too quickly and they were not likely to make it through the first winter without severe issues wait is this a sausage colony this is the sausage colony of course they ran out of food now this is i googled weymouth colony and that's just just describe this quickly which is it says a brief history of weymouth and it's just a drawing of everything on fire and people rioting ah so it's it's not a photograph that looked like a drawing no it's a drawing (laughs) no someone didn't put it like an instagram filter and a little bit of photoshop go for it there's a bunch of 
people drawn in the background. There's a <laughs> fire sticks. going on in this town, too. I like the sticks right there. Oh, nice. And you can see... Wait, who's raiding? The natives? This is the natives right there. Uh, things got so dire by January 1623. Remember, they arrived in September 1622. <laughs> Some colonies entered a form of servitude building canoes and performing other labor for natives in the area in exchange for food. So, oh, so now okay. the, the natives are enslaving the white people, <laughs> which is not something I thought I'd talk about so quickly in this episode. Wait, was it voluntary, voluntarily? Yeah, uh, it was like indentured servitude, okay. which was an English Like concept. the white people were allowed to go home when they were done making canoes or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they got corn and then they went home. Okay. And don't use the canoe, though. You have to walk there. Uh, the, the, natives, the natives caught one colonist man stealing. So, okay. Oh, they, they. Oh, we were right. We were right. They were okay. stealing. So <laughs> the other colonists, the ones that weren't stealing, yeah. hanged him in their, in the view of the natives, as a sign of good faith. Hey, we'll take care of this for you. you <laughs> when you bring that to our attention, we'll take care of it for you. Here, this is probably the, the start of the mafia in Boston. Probably. <laughs> hey, hey, we got that. Hey, I'll take that. Huh? Take, take that for you uh now by early spring tension between the locals and the colonists reached a boiling boiling point that boiling point of the fire right there. okay no, no. <laughs> just a metaphorical boiling point so it's much. the sasha's colony and the natives uh, the natives that yep. are and, okay yep this is when the violence broke out in early spring 1623 so oh. march april time here okay after killing a n local native chief the english colonists knew <laughs> they knew the colony was doomed uh-oh guys we we took a step too far yeah. i think we fucked ourselves <laughs> right here people really like this guy it's not gonna work out well we shouldn't oh, no. kill in general, but yeah, this one got too far. Uh oh, guys. The, the, the Council of Oh Fuck, now, <laughs> was it called here? And as we can see, the result here, the fire comes. Ah. The governor of the colony offered to leave several soldiers to defend the colony, uh, but surprisingly, the colonists declined. They're like, Nate, no fucking way. You're leaving me behind with this guy. So are you kidding me? <laughs> Instead, the plan was to divide themselves, the colonists, because there's only about 60 here, okay. uh, with some returning to England and others remaining behind to join the Plymouth colony. Uh, hey, we got a bunch of dudes. I guess you need more dudes here, probably. You know, <laughs> all of your guys just die here. By the, the kind of later part of spring 1623, the village was empty and the colony itself was dissolved. Okay. So that colony lasted maybe eight months if that six months wait Just, which one was this this was the weymouth the first weymouth colony okay here. uh historian wait, sausage no sausage this was sausage oh. yeah this was the sausage colony only lasted a couple months they didn't make it a year not even not even like six months september to let's oh. say let's say april or time okay that would be what maybe six months okay yeah just no i'm terrible with math that same would, that'd so be like 10 you months. do it yeah no i am a historian <laughs> another historian we're getting a quote on charles francis adam senior summarized the weymouth 1622 colony as quote ill-conceived ill-executed and ill-fated <laughs> and he is also the first historian i mentioned's dad here so oh would, cool i like how they both are like we need to talk shit about this colony here <laughs> it, that runs in the family here um now because of the fighting at weymouth here uh -huh. said fighting in, in image <laughs> uh plymouth's trade with the natives was devastated for years to come they okay. decided not to trust any of well, I mean, yeah, you kill their chief. You and kill their chief, and they're not... As much as you 
just lump all the natives together for themselves. The natives are lumping all the English together yeah. for themselves. So it's a little <laughs> bit of back and forth. It's a tennis match here. Um, <laughs> local tribes who were previously favorable with people, like with the pilgrims here, began to fo- forge bonds with other tribes in defense of the colonists. Okay. Turning against the English because of the other English here. Oh. September 1623, a new company of families not a new company but a a, a family okay a, a company of families here. that's gonna be in there for profit yeah hey maybe that comp that colony failed because there wasn't any chicks there <laughs> is granted a land patent to settle south of the plymouth colony in massachusetts with the intentions being this new settlement will become the civic capital of the royal connected company the company that's funding this operation yeah that's going to be their kind of central location here in the New England colonies here. Now, the man who was given this land patent on mm-hmm. behalf of the royal company here was a man by the name of Robert Gorges, or Gorgs, I don't know, Gorgs. It's G-O-R-G-E-S, Gorgs. Okay. Uh, Gorgs. His father, Sir Fernando Gorgs. Nice. How can you make Fernando a unsexy name with that last I know, name? right? That's so bad. I, Didn't I was like Lady Gaga use that in the song? Alejandro, like, yeah, Alejandro, yeah. Uh, Ale- Alejandro. And then does she end with Fernando? Or, <laughs> Fernando. Or Fernando on the chorus? <laughs> You're asking me about Lady Gaga? Yeah. <laughs> but Fernando Gorgs. I only asked because I just sang it at karaoke. No, someone else sang it at karaoke at a party at my place not too long ago. I thought you were going to invite me to that party, you son of a bitch. No, it, this one was not the one we talked about. Oh, this yeah, this, this just happened. This was just a... a of the moment. Yep. Karaoke. I went to like get drinks with a group of people and we came back into karaoke. That's how it happens though. Mm-hmm. I understand there. But anyway, back from uh well, no, karaoke. wait, before you go back to that, I just want to say I sang your My Everything by Barry White. That's it. You can go back <laughs> Did to you telling hit history. All the notes or I don't know. I just realized like when I was singing it, I didn't I could I didn't really remember it that well. <laughs> That's why they have the words on the screen. Buddy. I know. Well, like coming in and whatnot, but whatever. Now Fernando Gorg's here. Okay. His son was the person who was given the land patent. Ah. Fernando was the founder, the creator, and the major player in the royal company who gave the money, gave the land to his son there. Okay. So a good, good deal of nepotism to get things started <laughs> here. We need that in every single episode. Uh-huh. Uh, now, the other big thing is entire families were brought this time, and they were expected to form a permanent settlement. Okay. Under... Un- like the last time where it was just Are they dudes. taking the old space of the Sausage Fest people? They are going to here. Okay. I'll show you here. Now, they also brought two angelical clergymen last time. They were like, we didn't have enough priests on that last one. We need a second one here. Okay. Gorgs, uh, Bob Gorgs, and his settlers arrived in the Massachusetts Bay in September 1623. And they found bratwurst everywhere. It was just floating in, in sausages. In the bay yeah like, <laughs> the settlers they know we're here and mail banana hammocks and they're like what the hell happened here oh my gosh there's so much just skin lotion and the in guy, the oil and the one guy says to the other guy i don't know who these guys are we're like there's so much sausage energy here you don't even understand there's 50 dudes just flexing on the beach <laughs> over there, taking photos of each other it's yeah weird. they're drawing the photos of each other here it's the weirdest these thing. sausage people are the first ones to have the cameras sausage people, the sausage people of the bostonian region that's what they are yeah. here. now his settlers arrive here like i said instead of settling at the the colony at the location that was described in the patent you know hey 
we found a good location. You should probably fi- okay go there. Like every other very successful colony we've talked about, they ignored those and went to a completely different location here. <laughs> Gorge chose to settle at the newly abandoned settlement in Weymouth again. So they go back to this location here because they're like, hey, okay. no, one, no one's there. It's freshly burned. I bet we can get some good <laughs> soil. Uh, he rechristened the area to Weymouth at this point. So this okay. is when it becomes Weymouth in 1623. After so this the, is post-sausage? Post-sausage. This gotcha. is a post-sausage Weymouth. Um, <laughs> and then he crescent at weymouth uh after the town back in england where he set out from he's like i shout out to the hometown in weymouth here gorgs was then made the governor general of new england his first and only official act in this role was visiting plymouth and ordering the arrest of thomas weston the guy who organized the first colony at weymouth so his first and only thing was we need to arrest this motherfucker over here (laughs) who had fled from the colony uh weston was charged with neglect of his colony which is you know that makes sense that's a good charge and he Mm -hmm. was also then charged with selling weapons to the natives which were supposed to have been used for the defense of his colony (laughs) that really backfired yeah this is a 1600s (laughs) international weapons dealer we've got on our hands now Uh, weston's denied the first charge but confessed to the second one After consideration, you know, he's got to think about about it. Gorgs released him on his word, and Weston moved to Virginia. <laughs> I don't know why, but I believe, is this Weston? Yes, this is Mr. Thomas Weston here. Oh, nice. You look looks like his, he's wearing a wig. Yeah, all these guys are going to be looking like wearing their wigs. What's that, the proper name for that? Is that wig or something else? I, I guess a wig. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's like the one you think of a picture of the founding fathers, and they all yeah. have those weird oh. wigs on. Who is this guy? Who's this old fuck? I don't, I don't know. know. I have, I have a lot of old pictures. Yeah, I have a lot of old fucks. Oh, you have basketball players on there. Shh. Oh. <laughs> Coming up. I like to have my references, damn it. Nice. Um, now, yeah, so his only thing was arresting Weston. Weston denied those things. Early spring 1624. Mm-hmm. And they just let him go? Yeah, they just. he was like, I trust him. Fuck it. Early spring 1624. Winter comes through the second Weymouth colony. And again, things aren't looking good here. <laughs> Colony not looking good here. Issues with surviving the winter and feeding the colony came from financial problems back in England. Everything does. These problems were seen as so unfixable. Only a few months into the life of the second Weymouth colony, the end was already seen as quickly approaching. They're going to abandon it a fucking again here. Okay. Frustrated by the pace of the settlement and having a stubborn attitude when dealing with new colonists who wanted more liberties when they were away from England here, Gorgs sailed home to England in the spring of 1624. He just <laughs> very much in Cartman-esque form said, screw you guys, I'm going home <laughs> when having to deal with any of any kind of confrontation. Here. Wait, this is on um, Weston? No, this is Gorgs. The Gorgs, guy, okay. The guy who settled this here. I that's th- right, okay. I and he think- just l- left? Yeah, he just left. No, that's not Gorgs here yet. No, that's Weston there. Okay. So yeah, he just said, screw it, guys, I'm going home here. I <laughs> forget <laughs> it. Uh, with the leader gone, yeah, and he was the leader of the colony and the fleet here, so what are we going to fucking do? We don't have a leader. <laughs> uh, with their leader gone and things not getting any better inside the colony, the set the settlers here began to scatter around the area with also again another majority of them returning home to england it's kind of, instead of like the apex of a crescendo going out it just kind of fizzled out it's like 
are we a colony anymore? That dude who brought us here is gone. So what the hell is going on here? Just join the natives at that point. Just yeah, jo- join them around here. It's like, uh, hey, I think I'll survive if I go with them. <laughs> just gonna, I'm I'm with them here. I'm going yeah. back into the forest. I don't need these clothes anymore. They have something <laughs> for me. I'm gonna be wearing bearskin here. Um, however, some of the settlers did not return to England, and they tried to find new places in the colonies. Mm-hmm. One person in particular who did was a gentleman by the name of William Black William Blackston. Okay. I've also seen it as Blackston, like with a ton, like Black Ton oh. or Blackston. Uh, no one can decide on it, so it's both. Fuck it. <laughs> he was the son of a minister. Uh, he was also William here, a Cambridge grad and an ordained priest within the Church of the England, who was one of those two priests that Gorgs brought along with him on the failed colonial expedition in 1623. He's, you know, a priest in the New World. He's like, oh, boy. After the collapse of the colony at age 30, Braxton, he chose not to return back to England and stayed. He stayed in the Bay Area. He's like, you know what? I'm going to see how things work out here. I got a good <laughs> feeling. I, I, I sense a new era coming up out here. A uh, year of kind of just minding of minding around going whatever, not really selling okay. any big places there, goes by. But then in 1625, Blackston moves across the bay in, you know, Massachusetts and shit. Okay. He moves across the bay and finds himself a suitable piece of land on the Schwamit Peninsula in an area without anyone on there. Why do I feel like this is like Minecraft? Like Dude, you literally like I, I, place up camp and then you just leave somewhere nearby. I had nearby. the same exact vibe Because someone's like stealing this. your diamonds. Because look at this. This is his cabin. That is the starter <laughs> Minecraft cabin right there, right oh my on gosh. right on the water. Yeah, so the yeah. straw roof and brick chimney and everything. Yep, he built by himself. He was the only one, very really? mind- Minecraft esque. He built himself cool. this small property on the Schwamit Peninsula by the mouth of the Charles River, right there. That's that river behind <laughs> you. Uh, now he agreed to have like share his crops with nearby tribes for protection uh-huh very mafia-esque again <laughs> uh and now blackson's farm had some protection from outside threats which he none of the previous colonies could achieve and he did it on his own with one fucking house. wait really i mean they all crumbled within a year and he's still there so. <laughs> good for him now blackson's farm because it was not just this small house there's a little yeah. bit around it here is considered to be the first settlement in what will become the city of Boston. Cool. He is kind of the center of it here. I'm going to guess this house is still not there, isn't it? Yeah, it's not there. But a few other places could be. Yeah, I mean, it's a small house, but there's cooler and better Mm -hmm. things there. The next few settlers of the Boston area, after him, first, second, you know, gold medalists, silver medalists, and so on here, of the Boston (laughs) area are actually known by name and what part of the modern city they settled in. Okay. It's kind of cool. You can kind of see that. Uh, The next one was a guy by the name of Thomas Walford, He's an English blacksmith, or was an English blacksmith, uh, that probably came over also with the Gorgs' expedition. Okay. He, he eventually moved over with his wife to the area that is known as Charlestown, where he built an old thatched roof there. Isn't there like a TV show, The well, King of Charlestown right now? I'm or is very, that a different town than No, you're, I'm very glad you asked, because Charlestown actually has a very famous movie about it. Oh, okay. Charlestown's history is crazy. Oh, no, I think it's Kingstown. My bad. Kingstown's probably, but... Okay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Charles is king. It's the same fucking thing. Now, mm. Charles's history is going to include things that will eventually cover, like the Battle of Bunker Hill. Okay. Uh, also, the 
founder of Harvard University, the gentleman named Harvard. He nice. lived in this area. Also, the gentleman, Samuel Morris, who created the Morris Code, was here. Really? Yeah, he was born, not at this time, but he, okay. would, he would be born in Charlestown. But all of those pale, pale in comparison to the pinnacle of Charlestown's influence, where it was being the main setting for Ben Affleck's 2010 crime <laughs> thriller masterpiece, <laughs> The Town. Oh, wait, um, the guy from The Avengers is in that movie. Yep, yep he's in there. Also, okay. uh, the guy from Mad Men. Dude, we saw that in theaters. I actually unironically fucking love this movie. It's a great fucking movie. Did I get like a Spanish poster? Ciudad de Lord of yeah, I, got the Spanish, <laughs> I got a Spanish poster by accident. But uh, <laughs> here's a picture of them. This is where uh, Ben Affleck's uh, mm-hmm. yells at a future Avenger. I'm going to put this fucking town in my rear view. Wait, who's his best friend? Ben Affleck, a uh, Matt Damon. Oh yeah, Matt Are Damon. They, they're like, both they're, in Boston. They're yeah. literally like in so them. many bad movies together. Like one out of ten movies they make is good together. They're I would say that for Matt Damon. Now that I think about it, Ben, ben Affleck's perfect. He d- he dated uh, J Lo. Now a voice <laughs> in the trailer of the Aren't film. Are they engaged? I think so. Okay. I mean, I feel I don't. Feel I bad prefer for Matt Rodriguez. over Ben. That's all I gotta say. I prefer both of them over Alex Rodriguez. So I'm okay. <laughs> with this. A voice in the trailer of the film says there are over 300 bank robberies in Boston every year. Most of those professionals live in a one square mile neighborhood called Charlestown. Woo! In fact, there were 23 reported bank robberies in the entire state of Massachusetts in the first quarter of. 2010 really yeah now i have some fun images of weird looking famous boston bank robbers that look like the most biggest wait those actually like, yeah those are bank robbers these they are look real like guys. really pale guidos yeah, like the, from the, jersey shore hey, <laughs> hey i'm fucking irish yeah. hey. and then we got this guy which was the most stereotypical bank robber i've ever seen <laughs> i don't even think he was a guy who robbed the bank he just looks like one here i feel like if i had to like go to a cabin like out in the country area in minnesota that's a typical person i would see he's definitely in mm-hmm. the convenience i feel like store. he's missing his camo shirt that's what the, he, that's those are the pants he's yeah. wearing there um, <laughs> according to a september 2010 article in the boston globe charlestown was once known as an area where bank robbers were concentrated but has not since been that since the mid-90s, and the subject has been a sore point for, quote, townies, people who live in the area. (laughs) Now, much of the neighborhood has been gentrified. The paper reported there is some sense of a rivalry between townies, the people who live in the historically Irish Catholic neighborhoods for decades, and the, quote, toonies, largely white-collar workers who arrive with gentrification, but most of that has died down. They didn't feature that in the Ben Affleck movie, though, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, all that was mentioned because one guy lived in what would be Charlestown. I just love the town as a movie. There, The third settler, let's get back Wait to... Wait a minute, was any of that information, like... Relevant? No. No. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it was relevant to. I'm the, just holding the, the puzzle Charles pieces time. in my hand and make sure I can put them together. But okay. I'll no, it's just, all good. Yeah. No, it's uh, relevant. It's a puzzle. It's relevant in the sense of it's uh, it's Charlestown there here. Okay. The third settler of Boston is a men- guy we mentioned last week, uh, Samuel Maverick, who ah. would eventually move to the area known as Chelsea in Boston. Okay. Now, fourth, technically, it's a weird thing, was a man by the name of David Thompson who settled on an uninhabited island in the harbor in 1626 of Boston here. Okay. He was on an island out there. He set up a trading post on the island, which is now still to this day called Thompson's Island. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's named after him. This was set up to trade with both settlers and natives in the area. (laughs) 
make those fucking canoes for them so they can come out and fucking <laughs> trade with me, dude. It's the whole system, dude. David Thompson. Uh, That's know. actually pretty cool. Like, so, you know, like in the um, 1600s, like having like your own island. I don't it, know. Yeah, it would be cool. I mean, again, Minecraft. Yeah. Very much <laughs> Minecraft. The settling of Boston is just pretty much inspired by the settling of uh, Minecraft here. Now, David Thompson here was oh, said to have... I'm thinking about my, my own island that I'll back. never have We're going to get back into it. A day, we'll, we'll get rich off my uh, historic pornos and we'll go buy our own Yeah, that's go. it. <laughs> David Thompson was said to have disappeared without a trace in 1628, though thought possibly as a result of drowning or foul play. Like, what a, that could have like, literally so many things to be, be possible. Both. It yeah. could be both. Um, now, where it's... Oh, this was never proven the foul play part mm-hmm. uh but thompson's widow uh amias that's wait name. so he had his family there yeah he had his wife there okay he so they never proved that it was foul play but his wife the widow would go on to marry samuel maverick in the area here oh in the same year 1628 okay that's pretty quick where he was granted more land through that way so that's wait 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 um during this time, wouldn't like women marry a man just for like protection and like income or whatever? That, and then in, so you can't really hold it against her. Like that might have been like her only like good choice. It might have been that. It also at this time because these are like kind of royal deeded people. There was very much that, but there was also oh, if we put our you know our piles together, we have an even bigger pile there. Nice. But at the same time, he disappeared with really no trace here. Okay. Uh, yeah, he he disappeared without trace. Sixteen twenty eight, same year she married. A nearby city claimed this land until Thompson's son eventually regained the title several years later. Is he trying to fight them with like sticks and rocks I or whatever? Would, yeah. He, <laughs> this let is let me my go back to the father's land. He's reclaiming it. <laughs> this is mine. He did it more. Politically, I guess, after okay. taming uh, affidavits, uh, affidavits from William Blackston, okay. the guy on, he's like, he's the peninsula guy, he's the head mm. honcho here. So he got it from Blackston, local native chiefs, and other prominent English politicians attesting to David Thompson's occupancy on the land. So he pretty much got witnesses saying that, hey, that's my dad living on that island. That's David Thompson, my dad on that island. Okay. Now, I should say that's David Thompson. Uh, Settler of Boston, not David Thompson, David Skywalker Thompson, <laughs> Hall of Fame, ABA and NBA uh. All Star, who is considered to be the player who inspired inspired Michael Jordan to play basketball. Really, Thompson is kick one ass. Of, Thompson is one of six players to score seventy or more points. We'll go back. In yeah, he was fucking sweet. Yeah, that guy's ripped. That did, yeah, no, these <laughs> you look at old school basketball players like in the seventies, uh-huh. like sixties and seventies, they all look fucking sweet with short shorts because yeah. they have fucking <laughs> immaculate thighs because they have to jump so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is one of six players to score seventy or more points in an NBA game. Dude, I wish short shorts were more of a thing for guys today too. The closest thing they I can get is like running shorts, and they're way too short. But at the same time, like if I expose that skin, that like brightness that will ah! really fract, will just it's refined people. Mm-hmm. Thompson here suffered a career-ending knee injury in 1984 when he was shoved down a stairwell during a fight in the Studio 54 Club in New York City. Oh, the legendary club. Very legendary club, and uh, his life, or not his life, his whole life was ended there. No, his career was ended in that time. Shit. But he still was put in the uh, Hall of Fame for that. Do you know what he did afterwards? Bunch of coke. Wait, actually? Yes. (laughs) Bunch of coke. (laughs) Yeah, he had a lot of problems with that. But he's good now. Uh, he's good now. There's, 
There's another podcast that talks about that. It's been a few hours. <laughs> There's probably you. a few. I'll tell you later. But starting at the time uh, of mm-hmm. as the Pilgrims throughout the next two decades. Oh yeah, we're talking history. Yeah, back back from uh, not Coke making uh, snorting uh, David Thompson, but so <laughs> going going up from just Boston here uh, uh-huh. from the time of the Pilgrims in 1620 through the next two decades. This is what is called the Great Migration of Puritans. Okay. There's a lot of different great migrations, so they have to put that thing on there. But the Puritans from England to the New World as a way to flee religious pressures from the English monarch. I have a map here for you. you can nice. Kind of There's see arrows going from arrows. England I didn't to make this. That's how you know it's good. The U.S. So, yeah, it shows... I'll, and the, Central and South America. Yeah, so... Very top part of South, there, South there's America. There's a few places there. Yep, the uh, they would immigrate in groups of families or as entire religious congregations to the new world pooling their money together to move as one unit that's kind of like what the pilgrims and shit were doing there okay and as you were pointing out in the lead up to the english war tensions between puritans and those who supported the church of england catholics monarchs and other groups grew so tensely to over eighty thousand puritans leaving the country and moving to places like ireland they don't show this in the map but they've moved to ireland and the netherlands and then the caribbean like you were saying, and the new okay. world. And um, on this map as well, they showed where in England they're coming from, where wow, in Wow, they really divided and conquered. They spent a lot of time on that. More more time than I spent copying and pasting that image in my folder <laughs> there. Shout outs to them. But I'm putting it up so they'll get some credit there. Woo, uh, woo, yeah. In 1630, it saw the leaving of what is called the Winthrop Three, Winthrop Fleet, not Winthrop Three, Winthrop mm-hmm. Fleet, a group of over 10 ships of Puritans leaving England to settle a new colony in the Americas with over 700 people in families aboard there. Mm-hmm. I have a photo. This is not a photo, but a drawing of the Winthrop Three. I said it again. The fleet there. Fuck it. They left with a large amount of supplies, provisions, livestock, and the entire families intact for settlement. It's almost like they were preparing to leave. They oh didn't just go out with 50 dudes and be like, we can survive. We yeah. can take over this whole fucking continent. I wish I could draw like that. Me too. Well... It's just a lot of dots up there. Or maybe that's a shading thing. I think it's a pencil kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> and then you use your fingers. You should be talking. I don't really know too much about drawing. I, I almost failed intro to drawing in high school, so I can't <laughs> talk for anything here. Uh, so, like I said, they had a bunch of uh, supplies. Unlike every other colonial attempt that we've talked about, even in this fucking episode here, <laughs> this one was well-prepared, well-executed, and, quote, rather uneventful. The wind, really? the, quote, the wind being the main topic in Winthrop's journal here. So <laughs> all, when all you can talk about, like a bad day, like a bad day, when all you can talk about is the weather. Yeah. That's how you know uh-huh. this is. Or like, like when the news channel only has like the weirdest shit. That's yeah. like nothing depressing, just like weather. weird small town like activities. So yeah. this is a picture of John Winthrop. Did you Photoshop? No, I Googled John Winthrop, and that was one of the first photos that came up. Boston's hat? Yeah, he has a Red Sox (laughs) hat on there. So as uh, once a a very famous quote from uh, John Winthrop (laughs) was... that was a fucking strike. Well, the hat makes him look like his stare is more Dude, concerning. Dude, someone photoshopped that and like put that. that like on an article. It was like oh, a, really? It was like a Boston <laughs> news article that had that. And I found that like it was like the fourth image. Was so, it the Onion or something? No, it wasn't the Onion. It was like a news bu- bulletin in the area there. If you but, don't know what the Onion is, just look it up and you'll understand. I, ho- I hope you understand there. Yeah. That would be great. If you use that for your actual news source, then you have to like go back to school and learn how to oh, no. research news. Uh, while on the voyage here, it was reported that the 
Children were cold and bored, along with a description of a game played with a rope that helped with both problems. Wait, go, <laughs> go play with that rope. I don't know. Get yeah. the, leave me alone. Come I, back until you discover a new knot. Yeah, the wind needs to be journaled about, damn it. After that boring voyage, <laughs> play with that fucking rope. Winthrop's fleet arrived in June 1630 at the small settlement on the coast of Salem, a four-year-old chartered village of the Massachusetts Bay Colony there. So that's uh, Salem. Okay. Let me find... Do I have a picture? Oh, yeah. This is the gentleman. This is... That's who, Sir Salem? That's Yeah, Mr. Salem right there. Yeah. Nope, I'm just kidding. Uh, the fleet was welcomed by the governor... No, wait. Who is that, actually? I'm about to say. Oh, Jesus. my bad. God damn it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was the governor, Massachusetts Bay Colony, John Endicott, or Endicott. Endicott. Okay. Uh, he was kind of the governor of the colony and was in Salem at this time. Okay. After looking at the settlement, Winthrop and his deputy, Thomas Dudley, they looked, they looked around Salem and said uh, they found Salem's area not suitable for a settlement for all of the arriving colonists. We got Probably too, all the witches, too. Yeah, we got too many people on board here, not enough room out here. <laughs> now, John Endicott, uh, the colony's uh, governor here, he was a zealous and, quote, hot-headed Puritan mm. with separatist attitudes towards the Anglican Church of England. This would often put him at odds with the views dominant among the colony's other early leaders. Okay. So he's the hot-headed guy who's arguing with everyone on anything. <laughs> Endicott... Is he justified in your opinion? No, because Endicott argued that women should dress modestly. Jesus. I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think women should dress at all. No, I'm just kidding. God damn it, <laughs> no, Paul. <laughs> I'll let that out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that women should dress modestly and that men should keep their hair short and issue judicial decisions banishing individuals who held religious views that did not accord well with those of his own I feel views. like getting a haircut would be challenging at this point in time. Yeah, they snip it wrong one way and you're dead because of fucking blood <laughs> infections it's not a strong like someone out of this colonization comes and like why does everybody have an awkward bowl haircut <laughs> <laughs> you have to have that yeah that's why everyone wears wigs they just shave and they put the wig on there when one group of early settlers wanted to establish a church independent of the established one in the colonial leadership mm -hmm. he had their leaders sent back to england <laughs> deported get out of my fucking colony <laughs> Uh, he was noted one time for notoriously defacing the English flag as a rick an act of religious confrontation. So yeah, he uh, is a hot-headed guy, and they said, not good enough for us. Your colony's not fucking good enough for us here. Um, so they sailed on, surveying the expeditions of the area south of Salem. They okay. go down a little bit here. At first, the fleet decides to settle down at Charlestown. You know, they come to a little bit south of there. Uh -huh. So they got robbed by a bunch of Guys that look like Ben Affleck. No, I'm just uh, but a lack of accessible clean water prompted them to move again. Uh, kind of hearing other troubles, but I also suspect seeing because it's the fucking bay and no one else is there. Yeah. William Blackston sees of their troubles here and invites the colonists to settle on his land by the peninsula there. This, uh, this land is your, your land. land. This, this land, land is my land. This actually land is your land. <laughs> now, uh, this is because a weird coincidence isaac johnson a mm. leader among the colonists here in that uh, fleet the uh, winthrop fleet here he where is it? Uh, a leader among them had gone to university at cambridge which with blackston nice and they were friends really 
at, while in college. So they were college friends. Okay. And then they see each other in the new world, and they're like, oh, my God, you can settle here. <laughs> now, I'll show you this. What if, like, one of them's like, fuck, I was really trying to avoid him. Oh, God, <laughs> That's why I'm here. Like so you can see this screenshot I took. I looked up Isaac, Bo- Isaac Johnson Boston. Uh-huh. And that is a really modern not looking photo of a another basketball player yeah i guess some (laughs) basketball player who went to boston college was named isaac johnson but i still get this colonist (laughs) above him but then he has a college basketball screenshot there which i thought is fucking hilarious nice so blackston lets him i wonder if that's like one of the like reasons he's got into school like, is, is that a college basketball player i assume that's, so that's what I, it looks like i only saw bc on his jersey there so uh they are friends from college and blackston allows them to keep 50 acres uh he's allowed to keep 50 acres 50 acres of his land there okay. the rest of the peninsula that he had claimed goes to the colonist here but then he would actually end up selling the 50 acres that he had back to the puritans a few years later in 1634 this piece of land would actually go on to be separated from the colonists made a public space and then named the boston commons this is actually considered to be the first and oldest public park in the united states this Wait, is, really? Yep, this is a picture of the Boston Commons there. Oh, cool. During the first years of its life, the commons were used mainly by Boston area families as a cow pasture. However, this only lasted for a few years until a couple powerful families brought so many additional cows that overgrazing in the area threatened the life of the park. <laughs> so this is actually a photo of what happened. Wait, isn't there a college like right there? Probably. Where the walkway is? I, I would not disagree i think I i've don't. seen the map of that before so this is anyway a, this is a photo bef- after the they kind of stopped the overgrazing this is a photo of what it looked like right after the overgrazing like during <laughs> it. get ready boom <laughs> what the hell is that it's fallout 4 okay <laughs> have boston comments there now grazing uh, was limited in 1646 to 70 cows at a time Sorry, ma'am. You have to take your cows away from here. We're at capacity. <laughs> Do you think they had a cow bouncer? Like, would the oh, bouncer been great? Would the bouncer be a bigger cow, or would it be just a really big guy there? Um, uh, so, and the commons continued to allow cows to graze there until it was formally banned in 1830. So, it's closer in our time that it got banned than it is to when it started. Pretty much. Wait, really? Uh, 1830 there. Okay. Uh, the Boston commons, you know, it's a be- very beautiful place. You saw that picture there. You mm-hmm. know, it's got beautiful walkways. It has a baseball, a few baseball diamonds. Quite. These great, yeah. It's very beautiful. Uh, until the early 1800s, it was also used for public hangings. Oh shit. Uh, most of which were hung from a large Oak in the park until a gallow was installed in the 18th century. So they used that tree until they had uh, proper, you know, formats there. Oh, that's fucked. Very beautiful there. Very, very nice. So, public hangings aside, yeah. a quick little cook out there, you know, get the... It's nah, a, I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't have a name. We don't have a date, so whatever. Have we noticed a trend among these settlers being highly religious, biblical, Puritans, escaping England, for prosecution to set up their own society that's what all these except for that one guy was they were all coming here to set up their new world with their own religious beliefs so they didn't get pressed wait so now i'm thinking about is it basically the first colonizers just like rich assholes trying to get away from crime (laughs) not necessarily getting away from crime (laughs) but like 
people who believed other things that could yeah. pool their money together. It's more like missionaries, like permanent uh, missionaries. Quote that, missionaries. Quote, well, they were kind of just setting up their own communities at this point. They're okay. They're like, I remember when I was learning about like the Mayas and like all of the uh, Mesoamerican ones. Uh-huh. The people like the priests and the fathers and shit, the Padres, uh-huh. the baseball team, that what their task with was uh, spreading the word. Because at this time, they believed that if you didn't believe in biblical, you know, if you didn't believe in the Bible and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they were doomed to hell. And as a man of God, okay. they couldn't allow that to happen. And so in their they, mind... They had to press that. Okay, so in their minds, there's like a whole other world out there. If yeah. they don't get them to those people soon enough, they might die like without going to heaven or whatever. Yeah, like when they die because they don't believe in Jesus and shit like that, they're okay. going to go to hell, so they have to save them. Yeah. It's a weird, dumb shit that really makes it complicated and stuff <laughs> like that. It's always fun to talk about that. But these people up top in North America, they are coming, you know, in this map, I'll go back to the this one here mm. um yeah there we go it's helping the that. sailing map with Sa- all the arrows all the arrows there so we're exploring England to the americas so now the great migration of puritans like mm. we had mentioned earlier moving was greatly slowed down when the english civil war that would lead to uh, cromwell with okay. res- uh, which had very tight restrictions on boats leaving the island and an increased military presence watching these puritan communities really slowed down this migration at the time. Mm. Um, now, also, a notable amount of people living in the colonies returned to England to fight in the Civil War. They kind of saw it as their duty to return home and fight for their beliefs. Leaders in Massachusetts and other Puritan colonies were sympathetic to the cause of the English Commonwealth and Oliver Cromwell because they were Puritans together. Yeah. They kind of they hey we both hate the fucking you know king fuck yeah <laughs> at the same time you know at in the same time the first generation of those born in the colonies began to grow up and take more roles in these colonies something that these strict and tradition based societies okay, had to grapple so now with. we're talking about the next generation yeah the next generation the new kids on the block here they're coming <laughs> and that's something that these societies will eventually start to have to deal with in next 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 generation yeah when the restoration happened and an angelican regime returned to the english throne the conditions within these colonies in north america really began to change as well uh first off uh with the taking of the new netherlands what we talked about last week Mm -hmm. uh them being created into new york and new jersey these colonies really changed the political dynamic especially there because now the dutch aren't the traders with yeah. the freaking natives here the freaking natives uh so they really changed everything happening there things get complicated to reward those who were supportive of his family's returning to the english throne king charles began to grant new col- uh, colonial patents for unclaimed lands at the start of his reign in the early 1660s here march 1663 a new charter is granted to a group of eight English noblemen for the lands of Carolina as a reward for their support of Charles's efforts to regain the throne of England here. Mm. So I'll kind of pull up this map here. This is what will eventually be kind of slowly oh, cool. uh, claimed. We the have, state borderlines are now coming into play. Yeah. It's almost like I had a little bit of a plan or something like that. <laughs> uh, so there's those. This is Charles. Look, ah. at, that. look at that foot. Doesn't look cool. Look at my Dude, foot. Dude, his whole get up. Look at this. Fucking locks, mm-hmm. man. Uh, these eight lords here were called the Lord Proprietors. 
and here's the eight Lord Proprietors. One of them straight up looks like a meme. Yeah. Like, they're all, these are, like, nice paintings, except for one just, like, what is that in the top right corner? Well, I thought you were focusing on this guy right here. Oh, damn. I didn't even see that guy. guy. Oh, God. He looks like a scary waiter at an Italian restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) What can I get you, Biss? What can I get you, lady? (laughs) It's the bow tie and this fucking deathly stare he has right there. And then this guy's just chilling. Nice. But Um, go back to the top right. Go back. Like, it looks like nobody yeah, cared about that off. guy. He's yeah. pissed off. Hey, why didn't I get a color portrait? <laughs> all you guys got full portraits. And you these are all me. different people? Yeah, these are the eight Lord Proprietors Ooh. of Carolina. They These eight were given what would become the charter for Carolina. Okay. So, and at this time, it was just one. It was both of these here. It eventually will become split into the two Ooh. colonies here. Now, the 1663... Oh, and they got a they got a commemorative coin. It looked like here with their eight seals. Oh, nice. Yeah, that looks like the Knights of the Round Table bullshit there. But yeah, they got <laughs> they got a collector's coin after you know they got the the album, and then the collector's edition comes with this special coin here. It's very nice. Now the first uh, charter in 1663 granted title to all the lands from the southern border of Virginia's colony to the 31 degree north. So the line that says. 1633 right here. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one right there. Okay. That's going to be that first line there. Charles wanted this newly created province to serve as an English step forward to contest lands claimed by the Spanish in Florida and prevent them from expanding north. So I'm sorry, I I, I didn't say that right. It's from this land right there Okay. down to right there, 1663. So uh, if you look at this border and modern days, whatever, mm. you'll see that it kind of lines up with the borders of Mississippi and Alabama's yeah. weird kind of uh, chins at the bottom of their states there. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, of the eight lords, the only one who demonstrated active interest in Carolina was Lord Anthony Cooper Shaftesbury. Ooh. Yeah, very. that's a fucking lord name right mm-hmm. there, Lord Shaftesbury. <laughs> Shaftesbury, with the assistance of the incredibly influential philosopher John Locke, drafted the grand model for the province of Carolina, a plan for government of the, Carolina, of the colony heavily influenced by ideas of political science at the time. So just, what's the flavor of the day? What are we going to be talking about here? Some of the other lords that were appointed to this stuff had interest in other English colonies. For mm-hmm. instance... John Berkeley and George Carteret had stakes in the province of New Jersey, and William Berkeley also had interest in Virginia. He's like, I just have some lands up there. I don't care about this Carolina bullshit. Okay. <laughs> uh, under the royal charter, the lords were able to exercise their authority with near independence from the king. They were in charge of shit in the, in the colony here. The actual government of Carolina would consist of a governor, a powerful council in which half of the councilors were appointed by the lords, Ooh. and a relatively weak popular as- elected assemblies. Okay. They uh, have near independence to do what they want. The governor's in charge. The legislative council is mainly controlled by us. You have a little bit of say, I right? I thought you were going to say, I really didn't, but I thought you were going to say, um, like, have like a Sith Lord also. <laughs> they're bordering on becoming Help. Sith Lords at mm-hmm. this point here. With their robes or whatever. <laughs> do, 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 do. I am the council. Pretty much that. Mm-hmm. This is where they're at. Woo! Want to take a break? Differing from the previous colonies here, uh, uh, being Puritan and mainly based through families, mm-hmm. uh, the Lords of carolina 
Okay. Where Lords of Dogtown sequel, Lords of Carolina here. Eight rich white men. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Actually, literally eight very rich, connected white men. <laughs> the Lords looked to another successful English colony for potential first settlers for Carolina, which okay. was the Caribbean island of Barbados here. Oh, cool. Barbados down there, yep. Mm-hmm. They saw how well things were going under Rihanna that they wanted to emulate that. <laughs> yeah. Here. Uh, now, it is uncertain which European nation arrived first in Barbados, okay. uh, which probably would have been at some point in the 15th or 16th century. One lesser-known source theorizes is that it could have been the Spanish, mm. but the most widely held belief is the Portuguese on their way to Brazil were the first Europeans to come upon the island, but they didn't really claim it. They didn't need it. They that makes sense. They didn't really see too much mm-hmm. of it. There wasn't too much of a native population there. It's not big island okay uh as we'll talk about things weren't as profitable as it was the first english ship on barbados arrived in may 1625 captained by john powell okay i have his you can't look at that oh i can't look at that no is that Powell? oh that's mr powell no that's not powell i'm sorry this is another white guy in history I think this is Powell. I think that might be Powell. Are you showing me him already? Yeah, I'm gonna. Every time I doubt who this guy, who this photo is, I'm yeah. gonna say it's him because eventually I'll be right. But I think that might be Powell. I don't know. All I've seen is just white dudes. The Guess what? Time. <laughs> Guess what? That's what happens when you talk about fucking English history. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna talk about Raheem Ab. No. Uh, so Powell, after being blown off course, May 1625. Uh-huh. Powell, after being blown. Off course. <laughs> it's about how you put those ellipses in. After being blown off course uh, from c- returning from South America to England, mm. uh, he landed on Barbados. Okay. Here, and he took the opportunity to claim the island. Some personal possessions were left behind on the island, and the crew departed for their journey back to England. I don't really think that counts as finders keepers. Yeah, exactly. Because then they find your stuff and claim it for them as well. Just put a flag. Yeah. Like... Ten well, feet high. It's a personal possession, it. so it's like, who has stinky shoes? Put them on the island. <laughs> who has trash? Put it on the island. There and whoever we don't like, put them on the island. Now. I mean, if you place booby traps everywhere, then it could be your island. True. Very true. Just remember what you, you what booby yeah. tracks you place when you get back and where and how to get around them. <laughs> Two years later, in 1627, the brother of Captain J- uh, John Powell, Captain mm. Henry Powell, mm. returned with a merchant trader, fifty other settlers and 10 captive Africans. A monument erected to commemorate... I accidentally pressed the pause button on my headphone. I don't know if that's synced up with this at all. No, we're good. Okay. Okay, we're good. Okay, I don't know. That was just me, like, kind of overthinking it, but, like, I don't know if there would ever be a... I guess this is just... That would be crazy. Okay. Anyway, my bad. It's all good. (laughs) I'll go back to the start of it. Mm -hmm. Two years later, in 1627, the brother of Captain John Powell first guy got blown off course mm-hmm. there his brother captain henry powell returned with a merchant trader 50 other settlers and 10 captive africans to Ooh. barbados okay a monument erected to commemorate this first landing on the island erroneously records the date as 1605 so okay. i'll show you said monument where it says 1605 <laughs> and it doesn't even get the like month right Wait, really? It says July. They didn't land in the summertime. Uh, and and this is like at the actual location, this like stone monument. Yeah, it's right there. And here. they got the month wrong? They got the month and the date wrong oh, there, God. which is real what great. What an elephant in the room. And even better, since 19... 
77. Oh, there's like a cannon by that monument. It's like a nice little thing. Since 1977, the town has also celebrated the Barbados Whole Town Festival to commemorate this landing. The name Whole Town ah. comes from the stream The Hole, which provides a safe <laughs> landing place for the settlers. It is also sometimes called St. James Town. Why would you not choose St. James Town over Hull Town? Yeah. It sounds like a dingy strip. Club. And when you say, when you hear someone say Hull Town, oh, like a, as a whole piece, like no, like as a hole in the ground. A hole, like, as a whole piece, yeah. Uh, just clarify, it's H O L E Town. Yeah, Hull Town, baby. Until 1620. This is where the Spartans go to drop off people. Yeah, they just kick them in there. For two years, this was the only settlement on the island here. For two years, it was. The only whole town was the only place you could go, baby. Okay. Uh, by six the sixteen fifties, Barbados and other Caribbean colonies were attracting a majority of English immigrants coming to these colonies here, mm-hmm. allured with promises of given land for settlers and escaping the truly awful, terrible British weather. No. <laughs> that wasn't a historical reason, but I would assume so. However, not all the people on these islands wanted to be there as a large number of the English sent to the Caribbean were under some sort of indentured contract, as well as an increasing number of African slaves being brought to the New World. This is the ramp-up of plantations and slavery, so be careful with your laughs and jokes, Nolan, here. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have to. That's the big thing. I have to say it to myself more yeah. than you. <laughs> okay. Um, now, during the era of Cromwell, so the 40s to 50s, that time there more groups of people were sent to the colonies against their will this Um, time it was a large number of prisoners of war or political opponents oh shit vagrants and anyone who was illegally kidnapped oh my god they were forcibly transported to the island as and sold as servants holy shit that is okay that's flat out slavery yeah when they say white slavery they don't also mention it was also white people doing it to the other white people okay i don't mention that but whatever i'll whatever those groups were mainly irish as several thousand were rounded up by english merchants and sold into servitude in barbados and other Mm -hmm. caribbean islands during this time, a practice that would be now known as bar- being Barbadosed. I guess that's Barbados there okay. for you. Uh, not, <laughs> and then in sixteen or nineteen oh five, being Barbadosed is meaning putting the wrong date on a goddamn monument for everyone to still stare at. <laughs> this is still around. This is a recent photo here, so it's twenty. Oh my gosh! Should we they, sign, make a petition to correct it. Just put it like a footnote on the side. Yeah, or maybe there's like a, a thing on the side that says it. it's part of the history. I that. think the petition's a good idea. Let's get started here. The correct month. The correct year and month here. <laughs> As the trade markets changed, so did the makeup just like a slightly smaller plaque like right by it a, a, a plaque on top of the plaque on top of the plaque because there uh-huh. maybe is something no that's just a quote i thought maybe that's correcting their error. yeah oh, it could be like a little asterisk and then up there perfect <laughs> uh as trade markets changed so did the makeup of barbados and its role in the colonial project of the british world okay here. 1630 so a, just a few years after they've settled here I'll show you the map or the fucking shit here 1630 uh the population is just about 2,000 people made up of roughly about 1800 white colonists and up to 200 african slaves throughout the decade the main industries on the island are the cultivation of tobacco cotton ginger and indigo and was mostly handled by white indentured laborers there Okay, and this kind of business is just going to grow. It's going to, you can see these numbers. They're, yeah. It's going <laughs> to fucking skyrocket. Um, now, afterwards, then in 1640, so a, 
about a decade or so later, mm-hmm. sugarcane cultivation is introduced to the colonies starting in Brazil, but quickly spreads throughout the Caribbean and fundamentally changes society in these areas. Within a few years, the sugarcane plantations fueled by imported slave labor began appearing all over the colonies, especially Barbados. Mid-1640s, estimates put the population of Barbados at 37,000 white settlers and a few thousand African slaves. But by the 1650s, the early Mm -hmm. 1650s, the population was at 23,000 white islanders and 20,000 black slaves. Uh, similar English landlords, smaller, I'm not, I'm not saying similar, sorry, smaller English landlords were bought out and the island filled up with larger sugar plantations being fueled by these increasing amount of enslaved Africans being imported in. Okay. By the time of the restoration in the 60s, 1660s, we always have to say that. Yeah. 1660s, everybody. Uh, The population was at a tipping point demographic-wise, with the island's population being estimated at 27,000 black slaves and 26,000 white colonists here. And you can start to see it starts to tip tip going from one population being the majority to another. Not tipping like they're taking whatever. But yeah, so... We aren't talking about the. We're not going to talk Where about. Where did the, you find this? This is fascinating. I found actually. it on a from a uh, like a paper. Yeah, nice. so it's like the year listed, and then people, um, whites taken black or white, white people, black people taken for slavery, and then a total of the amount of people on the. Well, no, this was the population. So population. This, yeah, so white population oh, on Barbados. I say okay. Black population on Barbados. Total population. Okay. On so yeah, you can see how quickly the black population escalates and how yeah oh, uh, white population starts okay. to stagnate for all horrible reasons yay history yeah um along with these you changes and po- forget it then we repeat it i don't think we can repeat. <laughs> well not that hopefully but, not but i mean i get what you're saying it's uh, a lot of shit happening right now a whole lot of shit that's yeah. why we make a podcast along mm-hmm. with these changes in population and the competitiveness competitiveness of the larger plantations the English settlers were not used to the conditions of the Caribbean, and by the early 1650s, among the white population of the island, uh, people were really starting to die out here. There were mm-hmm. four times as many deaths as marriages, and this caused a large number of the white settlers that weren't dead yet uh, mm. to elect a buyout of their lands and move elsewhere with either going to other islands, going back to England, or moving somewhere back to the colonies here. Um, now... This oh, is, I like this map. Yeah, this is an old time. Reminds me of, like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, you get that really cool stuff. And this is from, I believe, 1657. Yeah, okay. 1650 there. So you can kind of see, let's see if they have whole island. Oh, nice. Uh, what? No, that's that's a different bay. Well, whoever made this actually oh. did an amazing job. Here it is, the hole. Get the hole. <laughs> oh, wait, no, look at that. Look at that. There's balls right yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, right next to the oh, hole my is gosh. balls. I, this is why we make a comedic history podcast. You can't make that shit up right there. Brown, the whole Is that the gooch? The gooch? Oh, that's the gooch? The gooch. The gooch? Not the gooch, but the gooch. The gooch. There's stalling. Yeah, stone, reed. <laughs> cox. We got cox down here. Oh, we got sea balls right next sea to- Sea balls. Next to cox. Nice. There we go. Cornelius. Cornelius. <laughs> that's so great. See, this is why. This is why. We could just go through this. <laughs> Wait, what's that over there? Is that just like a straight up random rat? 
Yeah, they need something or to fill pig. in the part where there's not weirdly named places. Oh my gosh, I love Futter? this. Fudder? I can stare at this. Fudder? For hours. <laughs> That's a go fudder. <laughs> I just love the holes next to balls. Brown and we, bo- with we an both e. We both were like, oh my God, it's balls. I love that here. Uh, now, one gentleman who was part of this migration from Barbados mm-hmm. back to the colonies was a gentleman named Sir John Yemens. This is him. Oh, right that's here. a solid portrait of him. That's a good portrait. Is that his wife, I'm assuming? That is his wife right They're there. They're holding a map. Now, um, <laughs> a picture within a picture. Well, yeah, that and that map is of the colonies. Ooh. You can actually see this is like... He has a scroll. Yeah, this is Virginia up Remember there. Remember the good, di- good old days of scrolls, scrolls instead up. of books? I mean, we scroll, but yeah, you can yeah. see that this is a map of the colonies. There's Virginia up there, uh, and then he has his map over here. Okay. Or his globe with the colonies ah. uh and then a bunch of fruit and then an oh un- then antarctica is probably not on that globe is there it's probably not yeah, yeah that's a good point and then a very uninterested woman right there mm. uh, now <laughs> who this woman is prior prior to his intense involvement in what was going to be the settlement of the carolina here yeah yemen yemen's it's literally like yemen but yemen's mm-hmm. married in april 1661 to a margaret foster the widow of Yemen's former business partner, Lieutenant Colonel Benjamin Burgunder. Uh, evidence was uncovered that the last years of Berenger's marriage were unhappy and that Margaret had, quote, transferred her affection to John Yem- Yemen's, which is the least romantic way of saying that phrase right there. I'm going to transfer my affections to a new lady. <laughs> and that Berenger's were virtually separated by the end of 1660 Mm. ben berenger died in january 1661 after a prolonged and undetermined illness suspicion was raised at the time admittedly by yemen's political enemies that yemen's and margaret had conspired to murder her husband yemen's was cleared of these accusations by the council of barbados and the berenger estate passed to margaret and her children without issue there so the best way to get a marriage or a relationship started with a woman is being accused of having to murder her ex-husband there second time in this episode that's happened somehow oh my I, didn't, I didn't even try to do that that's just how the notes work Did out you even like realize that when you're putting your notes no, together legit that was one of the last things i put in my notes because i was a quote i'll read i was reading it and i was like he was accused of murdering his wife's husband? What the fuck is that? <laughs> so that's... Just pulled a Carol Baskin. Pretty much, yeah. He's the new Tiger King here. Now, <laughs> he's the Tiger King of Barbados here. He's mm. a major landholder on the island that had previously been a judge on Barbados. I bet probably helped swaying that decision. Um, <laughs> along with a colonel. And he was going to lead a party from Barbados to settle the newly granted colony of Carolina. Okay. He was going to be the first one to kind of lead it there, here. An agreement in 1663 between a number of planters in Barbados and the Lords of Carolina was made for establishing a colony at Cape Fear. Uh, now, this is, oh, this is another portrait. Isn't of, that a scary movie? Yeah, I was really tempted to put in a picture of... Uh, the house or whatever it is. Robert De Niro going crazy. And like, this is a oh, photo. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what it looks like when John Yemen's reached point fear or whatever. <laughs> no. So this is another portrait of Yemen's here. 
Uh, and I show you this map for this is where Cape Fear is. It's at the oh, bottom wow. corner there. Um, now, Cape Fear's name comes from something we've actually talked about. The 1585 expedition of Sir Richard Grenville. Okay. That was the first colony at Roanoke. The first oh, colony. Oh, yeah. That's our first episode. That all, all that chestnut. That, yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> that fucking nut. Uh, his ship entered the shallow area around the Cape at there. Grenville's crew were afraid they would wreck giving rise to the name cape fear <laughs> so i guess it's a fitting name if you're going to be scared that you're going to fucking crash there it's a good mm-hmm. way um uh now they're on cape fear here uh the lords used their influence at the english court to make yemen's a baron giving mm-hmm. him that title of sir at that point which i found out about uh which was conferred on him conferred on him means just the fucking service or whatever mm-hmm. on january 12th 1665 and uh making him a sir and a knight that's what like paul mccartney and shit was doing okay there. uh 1665 also then the charter was slightly revised okay uh to include new boundaries within the colony extending both further north and further south and to stretch from the atlantic to the pacific ocean uh kind of i guess that we mentioned it in the uh, uh bonus episode but connected to francis drake's outpoint on fucking california there <laughs> they can connect it out there uh the northern boundary was pushed to 36 degrees uh 36 minutes north to close any gaps between the virginia and the carolina colony don't worry i'm bringing up the map you don't need to know <laughs> longitude and latitude it's okay man i know what you're saying um uh, it's all good so you can see they moved it north to just be straight on the fucking colony yeah, of virginia that. there and uh, that's to close any gaps. The southern boundary was moved to 29 degrees, reaching into Florida, which had the effect of including existing Spanish settlements into the claim. So was, is this still the idea that they're trying to like um, make sure the Spaniards are not going north? That- yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you can see... So they go a little bit north here, and then south. They just say, fuck it. We're taking all the north yeah. of Florida. Just all that's <laughs> ours there. Fuck it. That's all. We're going down to that tip. Yeah. Straight across, motherfucker. That's ours. <laughs> Even though that's that's a Spanish and that's been settled for like eighty years at this point, St. Augustine. <laughs> that is a city right there. Are they just saying it's theirs? Yeah, not they're like, just not claiming- even like putting like flags down there yeah no they're just saying boom we're doing that there the <laughs> line following this border north here the 16 or the 36 30 uh northern latitude line became a boundary for several u.s states uh and also became associated with the missouri compromise of 1620 which was a stepping stone towards uh civil war mm-hmm. so this had this stupid fucking charter in 1665 for this asshole yemen's uh has an effect on the civil war which like i said oh. when i fucking mentioned a tangent it has oh. fucking implications <laughs> god damn it fucking does that a day prior though to uh him being made a sir and a knight okay yemen's a photo of him boop, 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 boom, boom 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 yeah. boom Yemen's. Going down the pictures on the iPad. Oh, God. Yeah, baby. Another white man. Look, look at those eyebrows. Those are bold. Those are bold. Those are bold eyebrows. He's very expression-filled. Uh, but a day prior, on January 11th, 1665, the lords themselves appointed Yemen as the, this is his full title, governor of our county of Clarendon near Cape 
Cape Fear, and of all that track of ground which lieth southerly as far as the River Mathoth. Oh, I feel bad whoever has to make that plaque for his desk. I was going to say, could you shorten that down? I have a business card to make, yeah. and I really need this. It's, it's priced per letter. If I yeah. get that whole thing on there, it's going to be like 75 bucks a card. I might need to get another card. I know, get it's two be cards ex- for one it, message. Yeah, it extends out. I have to get a unique one. I have to do two lines. Stop. And if someone misses one of the cards, they're going to oh have only God. a part two or whatever. Is that and with a symbol? Is it the full word? What are we doing here? So that was his Flip full card over to continue. Yeah, continued on backside here. Then in October 1665, when he finally got news of this, yeah. of all of his titles and shit, Yemen's left from... <laughs> Once they finally made the plaque and yeah, cards. Once, they, once his business now cards finally got yeah, yeah. It took him six months to get the business cards going here. Uh, Yemen's left from Barbados for the new colony in America with three ships under his command here. Okay. They're going to the colonies. They're thinking about going to Cape Fear. Uh, the Lords... All right, I talked about that there. Uh, however, so they leave with the three ships. However, on the way to his destination... When the fleet entered Cape Fear in this area, uh, the Cape Fear River, mm-hmm. his largest ship ran aground and sank. So the name was accurate. They, okay. they didn't lie there when it's like, be afraid. <laughs> Weren't afraid enough, dumbass. Uh, most of the passengers were saved. Most of them. <laughs> You'll take some else. But the supplies were lost, including the cannon for which he wanted to use for defense. Uh, not good when you lose your giant cannon there. Yeah. Shortly after running them aground... Yemen sent one of the two remaining ships up to Virginia to obtain supplies, like, you know, food and clothing for the settlers. However, this ship wrecked on the voyage back loaded with their supplies. So now two ships of the three are down with voyages (laughs) going problematic here. Uh, Not yet on that one. Uh, Yemen's, he remained on Cape Fear until shortly after Christmas 1665, and before New Year, so you know, there's that weird week between the two holidays where no one does anything. Yeah. It's in that time. He left. <laughs> Wait, what time was that? It's like the week between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, yeah. It's like everyone's like, I don't want to do anything. It's just uh-huh. the end of the year. I know, you know right? We, we just had a holiday. We're having another big holiday. Uh-huh. I don't want to do a damn thing. Everyone, Everywhere is like closed half hour. I'll make my New Year's resolutions and just not do them. I'm going to give up on them in two weeks. Yeah. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. But his new, almost New Year's resolution is he makes plans to return back to Barbados. So okay. He wants to get out of town here. <laughs> he left management of the settlement to his deputy, Captain Robert Sanford, who had seen success with some own kind of projects of his own. He, okay. He, he didn't set the colony on fire, so he's pretty much in the top 5% for most successful people we've talked about on this show. Yeah. Yemen's left in early January 1666, and everyone was afraid. <laughs> this, this is not going to be a good year. Well, that's the year of the fucking fire, so. Uh, so he leaves January 1666 for the Caribbean island, and he never returns back to this colony. The Claritin Colony. He never returns back to it. Okay. Without its appointed governor. What was he telling them he was coming back? It's always murmured like, oh, yeah, I'll probably come back. (laughs) I'll come back. Don't worry. Without its appointed governor, the colony lasted for another year and a half. But by the end of the summer of 1667, the last of its settlers departed the area and Claritin County, whatever this colony was called, came to an end here. It's oh, only last. So people like, just gave up. They gave up again. Or they, they just leave. Or they what? just left. Okay. It. Yeah, they just left. It. <laughs> Fuck it. We're giving up here. The lords of the province of Carolina did not give up settling their new lands, though they didn't want to just give this land up. Here. Yeah. And soon after, Clariton was abandoned. Plans for another attempt of a colony were being assembled here. 
this settlement was going to be located south of the previous attempt at Cape Fear and be prepared kind of to the last one that the new law that these new lands they're going to be there longer they're going to prepare for it to be longer here so Cape Fear if I can zoom in is this thing that little okay nipple. I see the nipple mm-hmm. on the land right there that's Cape Fear <laughs> and they're going to be going a little bit south of that there um and a fleet yeah so they're going to be going south of there a fleet was sent to barbados led without an appointed commander so there's no one leading this oh, fleet shit. of ships great stuff great start right there <laughs> it was also carrying a blank commission addressed to sir john yamens again our our buddy he's wait ba- a blank commission a address? blank commission saying uh that he was going he was told to sign the document yeah to become commander-in-chief of the fleet and then become the governor of the colony. Or, if he wanted to, he could submit someone else's name on the... Okay. Do you want to be governor? If not, do you have any great leads on who wants to be governor? That sounds like an empty promise in a way. It just sounds like a bad idea from yeah. the start. No one's leading you. Hopefully, your leader signs on when you show yeah. up at his front door. <laughs> Hopefully, he's in the mood for it there. Never a good idea. Yemen's, though, put himself in command of the expedition and then hired a replacement ship to replace a ship that had sunk off the coast of Barbados on the way there. So they're, again, already losing a ship before they even leave. <laughs> Not boding well for them Okay. Here. Uh, so... On their way, and then they begin sailing for Carolina again. They're really they're moving on their way to Carolina. <laughs> However, on their way to America, the fleet was scattered by a great storm, shatters everyone there, sinking another ship. Oh shit! So wait, is that two down? One was replaced, but now another one's gone. Okay, cool. And the surviving two ships had to sail out to Bermuda for safety. <laughs> so now they're in Bermuda. Here, Yemen... Wait a minute. So could, did that ship go down in the Bermuda Triangle? No, no, no. This was like on the way there. Okay. Hold on. Let's go walk over to the map now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be oh, cool. Oh, we'll get it for the visual imagery. Yeah. We have a map. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our fun things. I ordered maps that we'll be able to show people where the fuck we're talking yeah. about and point to it, and it'll be great. It's going to be a great time here. But yeah, they're out at Bermuda, which in the middle of the Atlantic, pretty much here, uh, where Yemen's decides, quote, for reasons that are still unclear to withdraw from this expedition and return back home to Barbados. So now we have another guy pulling a cart. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. Uh, again, yeah, he, he's going back to <laughs> Barbados again. He's, he's just ah. returning home. Bef- make up your mind, man. Make up your freaking mind here. Before leaving for Barbados, he appoints... A new... Uh, oh, that's a, a kind of a creepy portrait. That's a very creepy portrait. His hat is going out of the rim. It's a 3D effect. It's the like it's a It's a circle picture of this guy, but the, whoever drew it drew a giant hat, but the ends of the hat is going out of this Did frame. Did you draw the circle first or the hat first? Or like, <laughs> oh, I, I don't get it. But yeah, that's a great... But uh, yeah, this is William Sale, uh, S-Y-L-E. He's a former governor of Bermuda uh, with some small connections to Carolina that Yemen's appoints to take his position as governor of the colony here. <laughs> now, the big thing about sales here is he's independent in religion and politics. He's kind of just as it goes. I would be yeah. too if I lived in Bermuda, uh, <laughs> along with being dissatisfied with his life in Bermuda after being there for 
40 years, pretty much. Oh, shit. That's yeah. a long time. He's lived there, yeah, for four decades. In 1669, when Yemens gave his governorship to sail here, uh-huh. Williams was in his early 80s and had lived in there, like I said, for 40 years. So he's a 40-year-old <laughs> man, and he's being appointed to lead a colony here. Uh, early 1670, a few months after they mm-hmm. get all their shit together, 150 colonists under command of the aging Williams sail leave Bermuda for the province of carolina or whatever the fuck you want to call so they're it they're all hey. jumping ship or whatever yeah i mean it's just kind of new management at this point like okay. hey you want to lead us yeah cool go for <laughs> it where it had established a colony not at the intended location of what was called port port royal there uh but instead at a point on the ashley river 70 miles away which um is do i have a picture of the river do i have a picture of the river damn it yeah it should be this area here it's a weird arrangement but uh, this is where Clarendon County was. Okay. Point Fear. And then they were going up. Point Royal is where they were supposed to go. But they actually go up here. Oh. They point, go up this way. Uh, oh, wow. And they eventually will settle in this area here. You can kind of see that was the arch there. That was a weirdly formatted map. They were fucking stupid when they made it. They were, <laughs> they were drunk. They were upside down. They were in <laughs> Australia or something like that. Uh, now, oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, so... They land uh, 70 miles away on the Ashley River, April 70, April 1670, I'm sorry. It's April 70th? April 70th. The, the 70th, 70th day, day of April. April. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, what, that's June? <laughs> uh, April 1670, the spot where Sale and his colonists uh, land, mainly made up of English immigrant families, uh, would actually become a stable settlement and a great port town named after the head honcho back in England that this was all they that gave the lords the grant here mm-hmm. the settlement was called Charlestown right there okay that is the current co- uh, capital I believe of South Carolina here so it's still around here William sale became the first colonial governor of the colony of Carolina and the settlement of Charles town Charles's town at that point that's what they called it Charles's town grew fast due to its advantage of a nautical natural harbor and great trade growing with the West Indies here because it was located right on the coast here mm. it became a great trade center here mm. kind of grew uh mm. at sale yeah this is that map i was looking for Ooh, ashley and cooper I like river this map yeah let's see if we can find balls on it again <laughs> uh, i think that was probably someone's name but we got Baden, we got pierce we got narrows that's not fun but old charlestown is right there okay so it's right on that peninsula of what will become I can see that like today being a fun area to visit. Yeah, doesn't it look so fun on this modern day photo? Oh shit. That was one of the I think that might be like this area over here. That if global of, warming is a thing, which it is, though it's gonna, gonna be flooded. <laughs> one of the well no, they'll just build up or some dumb shit like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, became first governor. Sale, he's old as shit here. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, he became old as, he, he's old as shit, died less than a year after fa- founding the settlement. Mm. He died in March 1671. Before, Dang. Rip. This one's for you. <laughs> what is it? Bob or whatever? William. This one's for you, Bill. <laughs> this one's for you, Bill. Uh, before he died, Sale nominated his deputy governor, Joseph West, as his successor to be the governor. Okay. Um, if you want to know a little bit about Joseph West and, you know, his early life, you know, you got to know a guy 
Got to know his life before yeah. he understands politics. <laughs> Quote, until the mid-1660s, nothing is known of the circumstance of his birth or early life. So we don't know fucking shit until the 1660s. <laughs> they don't even know when he's born. He really only appears in the historical record when West was given command of a small fleet and ordered by the proprietors to sail from London to eventually Port Royal, but would be this area here. West was appointed to act as a storekeeper in the new colony here. Okay. So he started as a storekeeper and then became... Uh, governor as well and he had two jobs there even though he had no experience as a planter west had a part in the affairs of the colony as the deputy governor under sale whose health was failing when sale died west was unanimously chosen by the colonial council to be the governor here I have, yeah so this is oh um, kind of what the a, hell is that it's a older map of the area that's just like a whole like moldy piece of paper this is a nautical map because you can <laughs> see all the lines and stuff with the compass. Uh, okay they would use that there but yeah it that's just a, doesn't look like this thing aged well at all it's yeah so this is part nautical map part very illustrious very decorated kind of almost yeah okay it, it needs a good power washing even though it's entirely <laughs> made on paper uh, so we'll keep this one We'll keep the uh, cool map there up of uh, Charlestown here. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Uh, summer of 1671, John Yemens, he's back. He arrives from Barbados at the colony with his wife, the one that uh, he totally didn't kill her ex-husband. Uh, <laughs> some of his children, yeah, this is what it, he came with his wife, quote, some of his children. I don't like you. You're not coming with I'm sorry. You're not coming with me. Um, and... Uh, and about 50 people in his party to help settle in this area here. He, he was coming. Before he had left in April 8, 1671, not 18, 1671, Yemens had bestowed upon him the title of land... Oh, I'm sorry. Yemens had bestowed upon himself. So he mm-hmm. had been given the title of land grave for the colony. He gave himself his own title? Part that in part, we're going to get into it. He was like, He's like, they gave it to me. No, who gave it to you? They gave it to me. Oh, let's confirm it here. But he was given... Did you just take it? We're going to get into it. Ah, He's he's given the title of Landgrave. This is the highest noble rank in the colony's nobility created by the proprietors. Did he also make that up? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Everything is one step away from being made up at this point. There's one guy away from yelling, I'm the wizard of all this this land, pretty much, (laughs) here. Uh, When he arrived in Carolina... When he arrived, he arrived in style. Yemen's expected to be immediately acclaimed as the governor of the colony, as under the provisions of the Constitution, when a lord proprietor was not present, the highest-ranking member of the native nobility would become the governor, a.k.a. John Yemen's. Oh. <laughs> when he comes in, he's like, when I arrive, I'm taking over this bitch here. Dang. He arrives. Okay. When he does arrive, though, he is not giving it up, <laughs> as West refused to give up his office until he receives orders on this from the Lord Proprietors for themselves. Okay. And they're back in England. Ah. For the end of 1671, going into 1672, Yemens made repeated efforts to gain the governorship, but he was continuously stymied until the proprietors made their decision on the landgrave and sent him a commission. Uh, now, in this time... You know, he's contesting. He's doing a lot of stuff. In this time, Yemen's also established a plantation in the area and was said to be the one who introduced slavery to the Carolina colonies here. This is the guy who starts slavery in the South, Uh, gets traced back to. Not the every single colony, but the first southern colony of this capacity in the English gets back to this. I think Virginia had slaves at this point, but this is the southern guy here. Uh, So, yeah, he's a fun guy here, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Now... (laughs) 
he refused to give it up. March 1672, to the great dissatisfaction of the colonists, the council proclaims John Yemens as governor of the Carolina colony. He is made governor. He's, uh, his land grave is approved, pretty much. Yemens proved popular neither with the settlers nor with the proprietors. He pisses off his customers, and he pisses off his bosses here. He's not a good employee of this. <laughs> In an apparent effort to provide needed food supplies for the colony, from the start of his term, Yemen's made, quote, liberal use of the proprietor's credit without their approval on the matter. <laughs> so he's just spending and embezzling money at this point okay, of the Lord much. Proprietor's money. Uh, <laughs> it was said Yemen's also attempted to make huge profits from the food shortages, and it was his actions that helped cause the shortages. He was causing the problems and then wanting to profit from them as well there. Uh, a great leader does things just like that all the time, wouldn't you mm. say? During his time as governor, the colony was regularly threatened by both Spaniards and the natives in the area. Great. Uh, <laughs> seeing him as indifferent to their interests and making him and making himself an extravagant living as governor, yeah. Yemens was described by the colonists as a, quote, Pirate ashore. <laughs> Not that wasn't in the first title that I read, but I think that was added on after yeah. the fact. There, they had, and a pirate ashore here. <laughs> um, now, after his actions as governor, the proprietors became displeased with Yemen's after years of their closest association, and eventually revoked his duty as governor in 1674. Two years later, he had that role for two years. The formal decision of losing his position was made in April, but in the time it took to reach the colony there, things really changed. Okay. So they made the decision back in England in April, but you have to cross the ocean there. Mm. It's a big, long ocean there. Uh, Yemen's health was already feeble and fading at this time, and by the summer of 1674, Two stories come out about what happened with the governor here. Okay. First, it's said that in his failing condition, he moved quickly and unannounced back to Barbados. Okay. Which, which would be number three of him just moving back. <laughs> or the other probably more plausible explanation is he died suddenly. He's, okay, he's yeah. Out. That's probably <laughs> the one there. The minutes of the colony's grand council showed that Yemen presided as governor over a meeting on August 3rd, 1674, but the minutes for the next meeting on August 13th reported that Yemen had died. So by that time, mm. he was gone there. Quote, the accusations that he alienated... His, this is the quote where I said that I was shocked about the like ex-wife stuff, ex-husband stuff, because I was just focusing on the colonial bullshit. Yeah. Quote, the accusation that he alienated his friend's wife and then murdered him cannot be absolutely proven, not fully proven, okay. but there's enough evidence to make an <laughs> argument, but the circumstantial possibility seriously compromises his character. I would say maybe less than so introducing slavery. he probably slavery. did it, though? He probably did yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Still not as worse as being a slave owner. Yeah. Um, Seen in his best light, Yemen's could be viewed as an energetic and restless adventurer who is actively involved in the West Indian colonization of the mainland, playing a significant role in the founding of the Carolinas. Or he was an asshole that murdered his <laughs> ex, his wife's ex-husband there. Uh, in both the official decree and in the colony after the passing of Yemen's, John West was the one who was appointed to take over the governorship after the previous governor died suddenly again because he took over the first time when sale died 
the first time. Okay. And he was appointed. Then <laughs> Yemens took over. He died. And then he came up. He's like, I'm never going to be fucking chosen myself. I have to murder <laughs> these motherfuckers to get my role here. Uh, the new administration under West was described as being guided by, quote, care, fidelity, and prudence. Not not words associated with a pirate ashore necessarily yeah. there. So things were going well. <laughs> West was the governor of Carolina until 1682 when disagreements over the running of the colonies with the proprietors uh, caused them to dismiss him from the post and replace him with a Joseph Morton as governor. Uh, however, the proprietors had strong disagreements with Morton, and they regretted dismissing West, so much so that Morton was replaced as governor in 1684 with Joseph West again. He's okay. back. He's, I, I'm never going to get elected myself. <laughs> Only I'm the backup here. I'm the backup one here. Yeah. Now, what's funny is in his last parliament in May 1682, before he was dismissed, uh -huh. he passed acts for... <laughs> quote, acts of suppressing idleness, drunkenness, and profanity. So <laughs> he sounds like a party there. Yeah. Uh, now, West was governor for one more year until summer 1685. For private reasons, he resigned his position as governor and left the colony. Rumors swirled that he had gone to London, dropped off his wife, and returned back to a plot of land outside of the colony. But, quote, nothing is known definitely of his later career except he died in 1691. Okay. <laughs> and, like him dying in 1691, that's where my notes die for today. <laughs> I appreciate you guys so much Woo, for you knowing job, all the listeners coming out mm -hmm. for each and every episode. It was so much fun here. Like I said, we're going to get these images in a way for you guys to follow yeah, along mm -hmm. and you can see what we're talking about. You can kind of as white as these guys are, you can put different faces to these guys that we're talking about, put locations. You can see the riots. That's going to be something's coming out. But like we okay. also said, we're going bi-weekly. We're going every other week. So yeah. we get this being the best experience that we can here. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you just got an amazing experience, best way to tell us is leave us a review yeah spotify apple Podcasts. i think spotify you can only leave a star if you've listened to an episode if you can do that do that if you can yeah. leave a review leave a review on uh -huh. apple at least you can do both but it gives us that feedback of we know what you want you know mm -hmm. how to feel it like what to do more of here but Give us that review, five stars. Like we had said, finish our joke. Uh, a lawyer, a surgeon, and a preacher yeah. walk into a bar. Finish that joke with the punchline right there. <laughs> I hope we get at least one punchline. <laughs> we're just, or we're going to wait forever for that lo joke to land. We're just going to keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> and um, next week, what we're going to be doing is... I Or two weeks. Or, yeah, next episode, I guess. Yeah, next That's, episode. Next yep. episode. I'll, I'll say it. God damn it. Uh, next <laughs> episode, what we're going to be getting into is kind of how we started off the season, kind of focusing on a very famous event. Okay. And that famous event you mentioned earlier today. I did. You did. We're going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials next oh, week. Oh, nice. Or next episode. Yeah, we're going to be getting into those. I thought you were going to say the Boston Tea Party. That's a, We'll get into that. That's going to be at some point. At some point there. But mm -hmm. yeah, I wanted to cover that today, but... Finding these pure these colonies in the South, I, I did want to talk about those on the, their own, and the Salem Witch Trial deserves its its own accord. It deserves its own show. There. Yeah. It's a, it'll be uh, 
a I burning am fascinated. Good time. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to learn about that in depth and kind of get more details on it. Uh, okay, but that will be next episode. We'll have a bunch of pictures of uh, chicks getting burned alive. Will be fucking sweet. Oh shit! Uh, but on that crescendo, that burning desire. <laughs> my name is Paul Davis. I'm Nolan Meshke. And this has been the Back Row Lessons Podcast. Yeah.